0: What up, guys? It's Coach Dakota Webb, and I just wanted to take a moment to convey to you how sincerely grateful I am that you decided to take some time out of your day to listen to this episode of the Webb Basketball Show. You guys are listening to Episode 6 with Brett Bader of Bader Sports Performance. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know brett over the last couple of years even working with him um, not just working out in the gym together but bringing him in for some events in the past and um, sending him players that i train Um, brett is somebody that i trust to send those guys and girls to so um, i really thought it was a great conversation and i enjoyed picking his brain about sports performance about business about life in general i really hope you guys get something out of it Please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Let me know what you thought. Without further ado, here's the episode. I'm with my my guy, my dude, colleague, whatever you want to call it, Brett Bader, yeah. Bader Sports Performance. Brett, um, I know you well enough. Person watching this or listening to this probably doesn't. Probably not. There might be a little overlap, <laughs> but <laughs> if you had to uh, give them some insight, who the heck is Brett Bader? Like, where you come from, what are you up to, why are you up to it, what would you say?
1: Um, well, first off, I just wanna thank you for inviting me to be on here. This is a pretty cool um, opportunity for me. It's good, yeah. to, you know, anytime you get on anywhere, you can just start talking about yourself is always good if you ask me. <laughs> um, but no, um, so my background, i um, from Farmington, Missouri, that's where I went to high school. Right. Um, Two-sport athlete at high school, wrestling, football. I chose the wrestling route once I got to college. Um, I went to Missouri Valley college, mm-hmm. um, where I wrestled all, uh, four years, um, you know, a couple time times national qualifiers, so, um, yeah. you know, um, decent wrestler, I would say wasn't the best. Um, but, um, so with that being said, I knew wrestling after college wasn't going to be a deal. I wasn't going to go to the Olympics. I wasn't going to do mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Um, so I slowly wanted to find a route, um, where I could still stay connected with athletes yeah. um, and train athletes. Um, and so that's why I chose the sports performance route or your strength and conditioning route. Um, but while I was in college, on my undergrad um, study, I was actually gonna be an athletic trainer. Okay. That was my goal, was being an athletic trainer. Um, but as I kind of did that, I was like, man, those guys work 70 plus hours a week and mm-hmm. get paid nearly not enough. So, right. um, so all the respect to athletic trainers out there. Um,
0: so you wanted to go more private. So yeah, doing, so I went yeah. more of the
1: strength conditioning route, and then um, and that. So then my goal was, okay, I'm gonna be a Division One strength coach, and then uh, I did some. When one thing fell, in another, and I ended up doing uh, on my own. So and okay. it's been good ever since, and it's kind of good to, um, you know, I would say work for yourself, but it's mm-hmm. it's you know you don't have to answer to anybody. It's your training program, Your yeah. time, your protocols, all this, and so, um, it's been pretty good doing it that way. So yeah, absolutely, and I can
0: respect that. Obviously, doing yeah. like. Kind of the same path in some ways, like just basketball instead of weights yeah, or for turf sure. or whatever yeah. you work with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All the above. Yeah, but you know, I, I think about like just the way you frame that, and it kind of is a lot, a lot of overlap with me. You know, like early on, it could go a lot of different directions. Absolutely you know what I mean? Like yeah. you want to be around. For me, I want to be around the game. You, you want to stay around athletes. Yeah. Basically, the same reason. Yeah. Like. Could go a million different ways though, yeah. right? And yeah. so it's like always interesting to me, like what got us here. Because yeah. I myself thought about, you know, do I want to coach high school? Do I want to coach college? Do I want to be like traditionally like on a staff and like yeah. work my way up and be a head coach or whatever? And then you just kind of find yourself doing something and really liking it, and you're like, man, I want to do that yeah. all the time, you know, right? I mean, it's almost.
1: I mean, I think if you um, if we had two days to sit here and talk about our paths, you'd probably see there. Pretty identical, I yeah. mean, so, once I graduated college, uh, you know, my uh, my old coach from high school, my old wrestling coach from high school, gives me a call, I like, hey, okay, you want a job? I was like, well, absolutely, I'm fresh out of college, mm-hmm. I need a job. Yeah. So, you know, I went. I was at the high school, I was a para for two years, Yep. same as you. Yep, I was a para. Uh, I coached uh, football and wrestling for two years, Yep. you know, so we did the coaching route in high school, um, and I always kind of trained athletes on the side, almost like a little side hustle, you know, no charge, because, you know, I mean,
0: yeah but um, well, it's extra it's, experience for yeah. you and it helps the athletes. So, so that's how
1: i always kind of stayed connected with you know what i studied in college and what i really wanted to do um and then so you know one time sitting in the living room having dinner with my wife you know she was like why don't you just do this just to dive into it and see what happens and you know for me uh it was you know it's, a, it's kind of a scary factor just to drop you know your salary job and just go right into making commission stuff uh, you know yeah so but she kind of you know uh, you, know, all, you know, all praise to her. She's the one that really pushed me mm-hmm. to jump into that. And, uh, you know, I did it and I haven't looked back since, you know. But, yeah. And she's always kind of been my staple with, um, you know, because I, same thing, uh, you know, to me, it's not about making X amount of money. Like, it, it, I always told her, it gets to the point where I'm worried about, if I'm worried about the dollar more than the training, mm. I should probably stop absolutely you know and yeah. that's why she, after, for a while she was like you need to you need to charge more for your and i just had a hard time charging athletes that. you know yeah. they're coming to me and they want to get better so i'm like i'm like it's hard for me to charge somebody who's just trying to better themselves exactly but at the same time it's a business you know too mm-hmm. so but
0: that's a that's a bridge i, I cross so often yeah right? as you probably do too because we're always auditing what we're doing maybe sure. being overly critical at times uh, and and i think to myself awesome. like I don't ever want to look at a player like a dollar sign. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I just think that leads down a a path that you end up, um, you end up like behaving more in the short term Mm -hmm. as opposed to building for the long term, right? And I think the long term is where you can give people more value. You can really build relationships. You can, you know, do all that fluffy stuff. Yeah. We just want to talk about, but like you said, we still have bills, right? Like I got kids to feed, like you, you have, you know, bills just as I do, you know, you and your wife have to, you know, make ends meet just like everybody else does. And so it's like, how do we, how do we, um, have that, that push and pull of like taking care of others while also taking care of ourselves?
1: It's a a fine line of, uh, chase your passion. Exactly. But you better pay your (laughs) bills. Yeah.
0: And I I think it's fair to have like a little balance of selfless and selfish, Mm -hmm, right? As long as my selfish has pure intentions and I'm not like you know trying to use people then mm-hmm. it, like if I feel like I'm giving somebody value then it makes me feel a lot better yeah, So I think sure. the challenge is like for me and you could probably say the same thing mm-hmm. My rates have largely been dependent on my demand. Yeah, right So like, I didn't want to arbitrarily enter the market and just be like yo, this is what I'm worth because I think I'm worth it Yeah, you know, and, like, I did like, I did so much stuff for free up front or for mm-hmm. like dirt cheap or you know I, and, and I even remember like even after leaving high school coaching and deciding like, Hey, I don't want to teach. Like, I just yeah. want to do basketball. Yeah. Right. For whatever it's worth. This is all I really like. <laughs> and, um, I remember I still had a side job or like a main job, if you will, like a salary job yeah. that paid my bills. And I was doing basketball training on the side with my extra hours each day. And and I was just building it, not depending on it. Yeah, Right. And, I, and I'm sure in some ways that might overlap with kind of how you transitioned. It's just, um, You know for me I I always hate thinking about like man do I need to raise my rates but I think it's it's good insight for parents or players because you know they're looking at it from a whole different side of things right Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like I still want to make sure my value is exceeding whatever you're paying for sure right and so like the rates might go up because of demand that's just life yeah right but I want people to also understand that if I'm charging more, if you're charging more, then like try to put yourself in our shoes and think about how much extra time we're putting in to make sure we're worth that. Mm-hmm. Like in my ways, it's like rip out the safety net, and man. Am I really up to stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where like you mentioned Callie, you mentioned your wife. Mm. Honestly, there's so many times that I think to myself, like, man, am I really like, who am I? Like, yeah. Do I like, w- do I have any business being a part of this yeah. basketball community or like, you know, being, being a person in the space that demands yeah. money for time, like, you know, what makes me worth that? And so I think as long as we're not going about it arrogantly, like, Hey, no, this is what, you know, we're always auditing what we're doing. Yeah. I think it's fair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, and that, and that's kind of from a business side of things, yeah. right? I'm curious because I do have a lot of parents and players that I work with, obviously some of them you work with as well. Yeah. We have some overlap with clients, A little bit. yeah. Um, for their sake, for the person that's listening, that's maybe curious about how we approach that value. Like, how do we... So, like, you know, I talk about the business side of things, but now when it comes to, like, okay, what does that value actually look like? When you're looking at a basketball player, right, how do you approach that process when it comes to, like, hey, I'm a basketball player coming to you to get better at strength and conditioning or speed and agility mm-hmm. or athletic performance? Like, could you walk me through that process?
1: As far as... Uh
0: like say I was a brand new client you and you were considering head. like how to give me that value like how would you consider that um, or kind of like what are the hoops or the checklist you jump through to kind of make sure you're giving that person what they need
1: well firstly it comes between um, right off the bat I'm building a relationship yeah um, and I like always like to think in the back of my head I always see you as a person first athlete second right yeah. everybody has feelings emotions everything like that. so I'm always mm-hmm. I'm picking their brain, asking questions. And then, so obviously we're going to start building goals. So their goals, there might be stepping stones in between those, uh, performance wise to get to those goals. Mm -hmm. Right. So obviously the big one is I want a bigger vertical. Yeah. Um, I want to be faster. Right. And obviously depending on position wise, if you're down low, whatever might be stronger, you know, Mm -hmm. not get pushed around. Um, so usually that first, um, you know, I, I want to get into the, into their head, trying to, you know, find, decipher their goals. Uh, and then the, usually that first day, it's more like a, I always say it's kind of boring, because mm-hmm. uh, if you, uh, you know, uh, ever creeped on my Instagram or any of my content that gets put out there, it looks, I mean, we're jumping all over the place. And that's, right, right. Um, so that first day, um, it's just a, some kind of initial jump jump landing testing, uh, testing right. some strength basic strength stuff. Um, and that just kind of gives me an idea of where you're at. And then that's generally what we need to work on. So say your goal is a higher vertical, but you're jumping landing with Val collapse. You know, mm-hmm. okay, I gotta fix that first, or else you're gonna right. blow a knee out here in the near future. Um, so mm-hmm. normally it's those stepping stones between, and eventually we get to the point maybe, and every athlete step three four or five weeks mm-hmm. in, and then you start seeing some good results. The strength starts coming, the power starts coming, right. the vertical starts coming, you start coming to me and you're saying, my, my last practice, I've never felt, you know, I, I jumped and yeah. I, was, I levitated for another half second. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, so that's when you start noticing things probably. And then, so
0: that's generally how that first initial setup goes. That makes sense. Um, but So, what I'm hearing is like relationship, obviously, like you can't really serve somebody if you don't understand them. If absolutely. Because yeah. each athlete's different, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't empathize with them and kind of sure. see it from their point of view. And then um, build a rapport, make sure you guys mm-hmm. are on the same page. And then context, yeah. right? So, you obviously, like, you know, whenever you're going through those baseline tests, you're ascertaining what they're strong at mm-hmm. and you're ascertaining like what their threats are. Yeah. Right. So like for you it would be injury prevention. For me, I'm looking at their threats as like, oh, you're a point guard but you can't handle the ball. Yeah. Right? Like for sure things that you absolutely need to have. Yeah. Right. So I think that's um you know, it's it's interesting to hear because, you know, it does overlap so much with what I do. That first workout is usually kind of boring. Yeah. I mean <laughs> right? you know, boring to us maybe but know, like
1: so, like, I'll have, you know, you know, maybe it might be their second, second time working out. Right. An athlete comes in, and then I have a guy who's been with me for a year, mm-hmm. and he may be in eighth grade. Yeah. And this kid's a high schooler, and they're looking over to my eighth grade going, like, oh, my gosh, like, that! I could not even do that. Just getting know? after it. Yeah. 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 Like, hey, he's like, don't let him discourage you. He's been with me for mm-hmm. a year, you know. So, exactly. Um, but that's the goal is to get to the point where, you know, it's not about so much. Um, I mean, it's always about movement, but to the point where it's mm-hmm. always our – we're past the point of like majorly trying to correct the movement, mm-hmm. and now to the point of we're just letting it rip, and we're trying to be as most explosive as we can. We're trying Absolutely. to get every ounce of athleticism out of you. Right. So, yeah, movement first is a big thing for me. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I know in the past, you've mentioned to me you wish high schools would almost just like remove uh, strength yeah, boards, or know. like, you know, how much weight are we pushing? So, and, but, I say but, and I know that's an extreme. There's
1: going to be a lot of high school. Coaches. I know that's a, that's an extreme. Well, no weight board. But, yeah. You know,
0: but... So, the emphasis on movement exactly. training, right? So I think I that's say, worth talking about.
1: Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, you can always, always keep the records. Don't be like, yeah. you know, records are good. There's always good to have goals and say, oh, you know, records. Get rid of them. But don't put it the <laughs> staple, you know, don't I'm, put it the yeah, staple of hear the you. whole program. Because, you know, the average high school kid, they see that, they're going to want to load the barbell up and just get after it and try to put the most weight on it as they can. Right. Um, so movement is key. So I'm I almost have, a, you know, almost have a movement board first. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to try and break the squad yeah. record. That's my goal, you know. Mm-hmm. And you get an athlete as a freshman, yeah. you know, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Absolutely. You have him for the next four years, exactly. you know, so yeah. you have a long time to build that goal to get to that board. Well, so shoot, it. some
0: of these kids are starting to be exposed to it even in middle school, right? Oh, for sure. right? And I, My and youngest I,
1: athlete's, uh, I think, fourth grade. Yeah, it's all well, it's, I, it's but all I'm, I'm talking race. about it like oh, the gotcha, school gotcha, level, gotcha, at the school gotcha, level.
0: Yeah with you yeah absolutely right um but yeah at the school level i mean they're even starting to Mm -hmm. it's starting to creep down into the middle school a little bit it seems like um i like a hot take i like to put you on the seat so (laughs) i I know you don't want to remove it (laughs) Um, but um i do think like the movement first makes a lot of sense right um so speaking of like in that regard whenever a basketball player whether they come to you or whether you're like i know you like myself we go watch games Mm -hmm. go watch clients Mm -hmm. um what do you think are some commonalities where basketball players are deficient, right? So like some, some areas where you see like players struggling with movement yeah. um, whenever you um, watch them as an athlete.
1: So, well, I always joke with my wife about, I can't go to Walmart or whatever without automatically depicting everybody's movement in their yeah. gait, the way they walk. Um, but as far as basketball is concerned, the, the commonality, the only one thing I see a lot um, is generally, you know, I was guilty of it too when I was in high school and college was the lack of, I wouldn't say lack of care, mm-hmm. but I guess the maintenance on the body. So getting, right. up, in the, getting up 20 minutes earlier and stretching, mm-hmm. just simple stuff. Yeah. And so normally what happens is, you know, they go to practice, they go to their day, they do their suicide conditioning stuff at practice, right? And right. things get nice and tight and then never gets addressed. Mm-hmm. So usually I can tell you right now, you're going to have some hamstring weakness. Okay. Uh, and tightness, which is gonna lead to um, your it's gonna be so your hamstrings insert on your back of your pelvis there, and mm-hmm. so it's gonna cause that rotation forward of your pelvis. Um, which causes you to slouch, which causes that low back bend. Right. So in your right. squat. So you gotta think if you're trying to squat with tight hamstrings all the time, that butt wink is just happening all the time. All the putting time. that pressure on that right. low back. Well, next thing you know, three are six weeks in the season, coach facts killed. you know? well, right. that's just how they move. And um uh, so with those t- tight hamstrings usually happening, you're gonna get either, because of your hamstrings, the val- val- valgus collapse, which is uh, knock-kneed, you ever seen someone jump and they mm-hmm. knees come together, I, just, I mean, yep. that makes them cringe, especially in a jump-heavy sport, like basketball. Exactly, yeah. Um, so it's either due to those tight hamstrings, I'm gonna get that range of motion, or the inactivation, or um, just regular glute med weakness. So everybody right. knows gluteus maximus, your gluteus medius, is more located on like the side of your hips there. Right. So the inactivation of those muscles will pull your knees apart and be able to be explosive as you can and jump
0: up and right. land nice and safe. But you're saying sometimes so, we struggle just to even fire those things. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so
1: usually and an, you know, it might be a mobility issue or, or might be a weakness issue where we gotta build the strength up in those things mm-hmm. or it just might be an inactivation issue. So um, say an athlete comes in and you know they're struggling with you know, valgus collapse, valgus collapse, they jump. It's like, okay, hold on. So we'll break out the old mini bands, put them around the knees, do some mini band mm-hmm. walks, do some pull aparts with the band. Just trying to fire those puppies, right. and then we'll have them jump immediately after doing that. And next thing you know, it's a little better. Then they fire, you know, do the same thing, mm-hmm. a little better, a little better. And next thing you know, they're jumping it out just from like one work in one session. That's probably a bit extreme, but some right. athletes it takes you know a few weeks to get that muscle memory in there, but yeah, even longer. So.
0: Well, and and I seem to recall, and this might not be accurate, so bear with me. But I think I remember you saying. To me once upon a time that you notice like whenever you have a basketball player coming to the gym and we're doing box jumps and stuff we like to, like to land on our toes Toe headed, or the balls yeah. of our feet yeah. like what what do you think like about um, that
1: and you gotta think of it is that a good thing is that a bad yeah.
0: thing is it just kind of what it is like
1: i would say it's uh necessarily a terrible thing i, I don't mind if you jump and you land toes first right, right? as long as your toes hit if and and you, you, you come down to that flat foot and you can sit your hips back and control all that, that's fine. Right, but right. most of the time you're on your toes, you land, your hips are right underneath you, or mm-hmm. out in front of you, your knees are shooting forward and you stumble forward with right. it and that's where it comes to be out of control. Okay. And you got to think fourth quarter late in the game, you're jumping doing that, Well, there's the anterior rotation or uh, pull of your knee, there yep. goes ACL, there Absolutely. goes the ankles, you know, right. it's just hard to control. Um, so and that just comes from the nature of the game, you know. Okay. When's the last time you've been on your heels in a basketball game? Maybe shuffling, yeah, maybe a, a little bit. Your toes jump. It's pretty three-dimensional shooting, sport though. I mean, it's all, hard, yeah, yeah. So it's all quick reactions mm-hmm. um, and soccer players are the same way. Yeah, you know, they're always on their toes, tip tapping, bang bang. You know, right. it's, a, it's a very toe. I can exercise. see like
0: volleyball being similar, probably, except for like bit, maybe when they bit. when they stride yeah. stop. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they go like heel to toe yeah. before they elevate. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's just
1: kind of the, the nature of the sport with you know always laying on those toes and right. Normally it's you don't even think about it until you're in an isolated situation like mm-hmm. that. And then once you start thinking about it, you know, you start you're slowly setting those hips back and coming down to those feet. So, right.
0: I've always been fascinated, like, whenever you and I talk about, you know, kind of the overlap and what we do, mm-hmm. yeah. um, how we approach that curriculum or that progression or that training, yeah. right? And, like, for me, it's always been, like, no clown drills, right? Like, I don't want to mess around doing a bunch of crap that just looks yeah. cool on your Instagram but doesn't yeah. actually translate to your game. You know what I mean I think there's some value in everything but you know what I mean like wasted time gimmicks or like cookie cutter stuff Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like if you could find the workout on YouTube I probably don't want to waste your time doing it yeah right and so it's like um, if if we can try to clean up the time that we're together and make sure we're as efficient as possible Right. Sure, yeah, then that I that feel that like going back, back to the value, I'm giving you the value for coming and seeing me. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's something, something you can do on an app or on YouTube, I don't know if it's as valuable. Right. right. Yeah, and I don't get me wrong, know, you can find I great mean, things you know. on those. Yeah. But, but you, yeah, have you, have really so like, you have to really search. Like you have to really weed yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about like whenever I do moves, something I mentioned athletes, like other than competing and decision making and all those kind of intangible things. One of the physical things i think i do every single workout whether it's, it's finishing defending passing, passing handling shooting you name it, it is it. we work on balance right because, because I, I firmly believe, believe that if you can always play from balance or play from balance, balance as often as, balance as possible, as as possible mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be a more, more efficient player, player. <clears> we're, we're not even talking about like speed at this point like maybe maybe change a pace a little bit but just simply like where you step where you land how you do those things The length of your strides whenever you're driving to the basket or whenever you're changing directions or when you're coming to a pull-up just paying attention to your balance right and like the biomechanics that kind of overlap with what you do right and I know that's why like in, in the past I've had you come in the gym and kind of warm athletes up right and that's why I still love sending guys to you or gals right um what do you think about like Avoiding the cookie cutter approach and like, how do we make sure that we're giving that extra value to everybody that comes in the gym? Like, how do you how do you structure your curriculum or your progression? Um, you don't have to go like super in depth, yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying. So right?
1: generally, after we're done, like, so movement's not an issue. They're, you know, right. They've done a lot of corrections. stuff. Like you've addressed the threats, right? So talking about balance, we utilize the yeah. Bosu ball a lot. Okay, and not to the point of where you get on, you get on Instagram, you see somebody juggling and yeah i mean they're playing like, tennis they're sort of throwing yeah. a medicine ball off the wall on the Bosu ball or trying to hit a hang clean it's like that's right. you know it's crazy so it's like an we injury do a lot waiting of, to happen uh, so either take off mm-hmm. or laying stuff on the Bosu ball okay um all we have like uh, we do a single leg squat front foot's on the Bosu. so usually you know you know letting your letting your ankle work getting Absolutely. your arch your foot and that you knowing your feet are very important in a lot of stuff you do yeah so letting that foot work around that thing where you're also going through a movement <clears throat> um so we don't get extreme, you know. I'm a big fan of do the simple things, really, 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 really good. Um, but every once in a while, you know, we work with athletes who athletes get pretty bored of the same. Okay, you know, you're gonna come in on Tuesday, we got deadlifts. You're gonna come in on Friday, we got squats. It's just like you know, it's yeah. very, and they get pretty routine, and you plateau. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Almost so like a burnout type yeah, thing. Yeah. So. Um, we utilize, you know, I'm a big fan of training athletes like athletes, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, I'll never knock on one way of training, whether it's CrossFit, powerlifting, this right. and that. There's some everybody, value in everything. Everybody has their own, you know, yeah. great, are you a powerlifter? You want to be a powerlifter? Train like a powerlifter. If you're a CrossFitter, fantastic. Go train like a CrossFitter. Yeah. Okay, but where you start crisscrossing, if you have a overhead athlete who wants to be, you know, I say overhead athlete, baseball, volleyball, anything that's a lot of pressure. With yeah, run. like a quarterback. For or sure. Yeah. And they're over here. Uh, not knocking on CrossFit it is what it is um, but they're doing you know 50 dumbbell snatches overhead bang 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 and then mm-hmm. they're going to go throw a bullpen later and they're counting pitches on bullpen but they didn't count the 50 or 60 overhead presses they did later yeah. in the day in the workout so it's like wear and
0: tear that so, they're yeah, not accounting so, for yeah. we
1: put that in you know, perspective with our athletes but um, so we train our athletes like athletes and mm-hmm. so you think of all use basketball you know right. um, very cr- I mean multi-plane sport your jump yeah. landing twist turn this and that well, that's kind of how we should train within a controlled environment. So, right. obviously, um, we do a lot of bump jump stuff. So you've seen this in the past where we yep. do a box jump. Athlete jumps up from the ground. We give him a little push in flight, mm-hmm. just as if you go up in the basket, get contact up. Yeah. Okay. You redirect you your land? flight pattern. You got yeah. to let your you know let your body correct that. So, and that's a very controlled, you know, push. So that's how we kind of train right. you know, all our athletes to be, you know, landing and jumping and moving like athletes in multiple planes, um, which goes back to all balance and body control and all that stuff yeah. you get with all your practice stuff so.
0: yeah well and, and i love like how we both kind of overlap with you know athletes train like athletes mm-hmm. when it comes to a skill thing it's for me it's like basketball players let's train like basketball players yeah. you know like let's yeah. let's take those simple things let's find a creative way to rep them out as yeah. often as we can in a like controlled environment yeah. right and so like i i like to do controlled chaos because yeah to me a basketball player training like a basketball player in a skill environment means that every single rep is going to be a little different yeah like we do not dance you know what i mean i think in a lot of ways like basketball savants hit the nail on the head whenever they say basketball is poetry in motion yeah like i'm a i'm a basketball nerd completely agree with that however like what does that really mean right well poetry isn't always a haiku poetry isn't always like rhyming, right? There's free verse poetry, yeah. right? And I think basketball falls more in line with free verse, where it's a little bit screwed up, yeah. a little bit different. It's kind of jumbled, right? But it makes sense when you yeah. look at the whole body of work. And so like every single possession is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. There might be, you know, a misstep here, or, or, you know, you lose your handle there, or the defense gives you some sort of curveball here. Yeah. And so to me, like a basketball player, training like a basketball player in a skill environment it means we have to have controlled chaos. Yeah. So I control it in the sense that I want to get a situational rep over and over and over again. Yeah. Let's, let's deal with that chaos a bunch mm-hmm. and get good within that chaos and just simply adjust it's, every time. You know, but if you don't have the athleticism traits that you're referring to, it's freaking hard to handle that uh, stuff.
1: It's a fine line of trying to mimic game-like. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best way to get better is to play the game, right? right. But so we don't just you, want to roll exactly, the ball you're out. You're trying to get a controlled environment yeah. in a game-like situation. Same concept, right? I'm not trying to destroy your joints, ankles, and knees mm-hmm. by over-jumping, and you know, all this stuff. Right. You know, but uh, so it's controlled, like, game-like mm-hmm. movements, jump-landing skills, you know, right. hit movements in a controlled situation. So. Right.
0: And I believe in, like, like I said, and you referred to, like, powerlifting, cross-training, mm-hmm. like, a CrossFit, like, a bunch of different ways that you could train the body. Yeah there's a bunch of different ways you could train a basketball player yeah. with skills. I'm well aware of it. Like, and truthfully, some people might fall more in line with as a player, like maybe this doesn't maybe the way I do things doesn't work for them as well. Yeah. I'm empathetic to that. I'm cool with that, right? Mm. I um I think there's value in everything. The way I approach it though and the way I see it is Much like you said, wake up early, get some stretches in. Like, you know, like, you probably warm your athletes up. In fact, I know you do because I've seen you work, (laughs) right? And I've worked out with you. Obviously, you warm up your athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, I still warm up my athletes. I still kind of scale and progress. But I believe, like, oh, you need to do stationary ball handling? Do that crap in your garage. Yeah. Do it in your driveway. Don't come and pay me to put you through something you could find on YouTube. Yeah. Again. You know what I mean? Like, you want to do, like, crisscross applesauce, handle the ball 40 times in a row, fine, do it on your own, Yeah, right? When you come to me, somebody's going to be guarding you, it might mm-hmm. be myself, might be a peer, and you're going to screw up a bunch, Yeah, embrace it, right? But it's like, <clears throat> you know, how do we control that environment to where, like, we're training in a game-like way, mm-hmm. and you're training like a basketball player yeah. in a strength and conditioning way? Yeah. Like, how do we, because wouldn't you agree that is ultimately why we see results, Absolutely. Right. And I think it's easy for us to sit here and pontificate, but you could look at any one of the athletes that has trained with us regularly. They're saying results. Absolutely. Right. mm -hmm. It's translating.
1: I'll use, uh, you know, I'll always say consistency. Mm -hmm. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, You know, we've had, I can think off the top of my head. I have a, a golfer who hits a 54 inch box jump. That's pretty dope. So that's all power <laughs> in right? I mean, it's all right. power. He's been with me for a year consistently, yeah. at least two, three times a week. Yeah. I have a eighth grade girl who went from barely doing a box squat with the bar. Now she's, you know, a box squat at 225. Eighth grade girl. Yeah. Been with me consistently two days a week for over a year. You know, the consistency pays off in the dead. And, and I say consistency, but it's focused consistency. Exactly. You can show up. But if you're not going to show up, right? You know, it doesn't matter to me, you know. So,
0: I think that's... um that hits a nail on the head right yeah. because it's like i never want to sell or try to convince somebody that i'm a guru or what i do is just so correct yeah. that you being exposed to my presence for yeah. a short period of time yeah. is gonna no, make you a better not. player and right? i try not to
1: take credit for any of my athletes i mean yeah. greatly great they come with me my, my way of thinking is I'll give you the blueprint. Like, yeah. You got to make it work. You know? Absolutely. You lead a horse to water, can't make him drink. You know
0: what I'm Amen. saying? So, right. And it's like, we always say like, I'll be your GPS, but I can't drive the exactly. car for you, bro. Yep. Yep, like, yep. You know, put the key in the ignition or push the start, do it <laughs> yourself. Like I'll show you where to go. <laughs> so, you know, right. I always, you know, that's why I won't take credit for athletes. Right. For sure. I see a lot of clout chasers or Jersey chasers who are yeah. just like, yo, I spent six hours training this dude. That's why I'm a good trainer. Yeah. No, man. Like, I'm a good trainer because I give a crap about who You're you are. Person. And, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, you know, you, you know, I give a crap about who you are, and I'm going to be here for you and be your guidance. Mm-hmm. And then every time, like, I had a coach hit me up recently um, who is going to be on this podcast in a few weeks and um, has a college coaching background. She, one of her players is trained with me for a year plus, and she's like, holy cow. Yeah. She is a different player than she was a year ago. And trying to, like, tell me, you know, you know how much she appreciates me working with her and all this stuff, which is awesome, right? It's always a good feeling. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, at the same time, that girl bought in to coming regularly, mm-hmm. and she was intentional and put in purposeful reps every time she came. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, she got extra shots on her own. Like, I don't see her seven days a week. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, it's all her credit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And when she goes and puts her jersey on this season and, and scores and, and makes plays for her team and, you know, makes plays on the defensive end, like, that's not on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be there in the stands just like your parents. For sure. Just cheering her yeah. on. Right? Like, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted that, I would have probably pursued something else mm-hmm. that puts me more in the spotlight. Right? And, and I don't know if that's it, – it's kind of like you mentioned social media. It's kind of it's kind of a give and take where it's like, man, we gotta stay relevant. Yeah. Like social media is the Google of 2019. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean? like if you if you aren't on there, people don't know who the heck you are. Sure. Right. Um, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, at the same time, like I don't want to be a clown and be like, "Yo, look at who I train! Mm-hmm. Look at who I train! Look at who I train!" Like, because I just think it comes across wrong. You know what I mean? You see that a lot, right? Um, speaking of who we train. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What sports do you regularly work with? Like you've mentioned golf, name you mentioned it. basketball, you mentioned football. Name it. Like name it. Yeah, dude, we got it. Is that challenging? As, having to uh, bounce from like, um, or is it kind of fun mixing that all up?
1: It's challenging and it's fun in its way. But yeah. at the end of the, run, at the end of the day, that's my job, right? Uh, so not every it's it, all of our athletes are a true individualized. Program for themselves. Yeah. Even yeah. if they come out with it, they, if they work together, like say mm-hmm. friend A and friend B want to work out together, great. <clears> but friend A and friend B can have two different workouts. Yeah, um, I think that's cool. So we have yeah. anywhere. I mean, I have times where I have a, you know a golfer and a volleyball player and mm-hmm. a basketball player all at all the same time. they yeah. we're all doing all different stuff. You won't, you can't look at their workouts and find the same no. stuff. Yeah. Plus, everybody has their own things to work on. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we have anywhere. Like I said, you know, golf, basketball, baseball. Um, I got a call this week, uh, mm-hmm. a, a gymnast, you know, I mean, that's, you know, and that's probably challenging in itself because they're usually it's a little different and yeah. they're beasts. beast, you know, yeah. it's going to be hard to push those guys. Um, so, but it all just fluctuates on, uh, what they need to work on and what their sport is based. Right. Like mm-hmm. obviously, um, I mentioned, uh, it's my boy, Will Nichols, shout out. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> um, he was one that, hit the, he's my golfer that hit a 54 inch box jump. Right. Yeah well golf you know a lot of power in the hips great but we're not doing jump heavy stuff like we would basketball yeah he's not gonna be jumping down the green with his bag you right, know right, it's just right. like, um, so it's just all different uh, layouts based upon the movements of the game or their sport so
0: okay and I think that's cool because like you know I do a lot of group training mm-hmm. I'll train a team or I'll do my academy where it's small group workouts yeah. I still do private instruction but mm-hmm. I think it's neat because in the same way I'm trying to cross that bridge where it's like yo we're all training in a group setting mm-hmm. because i want the competition i want the decision Absolutely. i want the decision making elements and like all that messiness that i yeah. mentioned but at the same time like you're all different players mm-hmm. right and so that's where i'm really big on like what are your two or three focuses yeah right and so like there's a lot of overlap where most high school players need to work on the same crap at the same time you're shooting mechanics little different than their shooting mechanics your finishing ability a little different than their finishing ability and so it's like trying to ride that line of we're training together but it doesn't mean I'm not focusing on you as an individual you know what I mean I I think sometimes that gets lost right Um, unless you're just in there seeing it Mm -hmm. on a daily basis Um, I was gonna ask you a question and I completely forgot what it was (laughs) which sucks this is why I'm such a great podcast host. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to run it back what you were what you were just mentioning to me um, before I got on my tangent. You were talking about training different players, training different athletes, yeah. right? Gosh darn it, this was this is not this is not a good podcasting. Yeah, don't don't cut it. <laughs> this is where like, like I said, control chaos. Yeah, I'm totally fine with uh, for for the listeners. Brett texted me the other day. He's like, what were we gonna talk about? I ain't got a clue, bro. <laughs> I said gonna, I'd bring the call. We're gonna press record thing. and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. I think it's interesting how much overlap there is between what we do, mm-hmm. right? Um, but at the same time, we probably weren't training the same way a couple years ago. Would you agree with that? Like, as in it? Well, maybe a couple of years is a stretch, but like yeah. when you started. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, like, what do you think? Um, what kind of progressions have you made as so, a coach?
1: Um, yeah, and I, I think I was just, just joking about this with Callie the other day. Yeah. Uh, I found it, like, one of my old, like, one of my, you know, one of my first athletes workouts yeah. back in my, you know, personal workouts, everybody's program. And, uh, I was, like, looking at it, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, what <laughs> was I doing? Yeah. I um, that. I mean, it was just very green, as in, I mean, I just graduated college, mm-hmm. so everything was very just by
0: the textbook. Like generic, you generic, know, yeah.
1: And I wish they would make a textbook called, you know, Crap You Don't Learn in Textbooks. You Know because as I first started, it was just like
0: I'm gonna cut that because we're gonna make that okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, you know, when I first started, it was very by the book, you know, yeah, just I mean, but I learned real quick that's not how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to your own twist on things, you know, mm-hmm. tra- you know, train more game like stuff. Um, so looking back to now, it's like, holy, k- you try to compare those two workouts, you would not think they came from the same person, yeah, um, and that just comes from. You know, that's how it and, should be though. And right? you know, and yeah. if you're you know, if you're worth a lick of anything as a coach, mm-hmm. it comes from continue education and continue to be mm-hmm. a player of the game. You know, absolutely. So it comes from um, you know, my certifications to the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Mm-hmm. So my membership is through them and they're always putting out, you know, literature, research, all this stuff and I'm you gotta be a nerd of the game, you know. Absolutely. So it's like what you said. Yeah. So I'm always reading stuff you know and I'm always in my brain trying to challenge what I just read but I'll find another article that challenges that and I'll compare them this and that and yeah. it's just you know always not trying ever to study not it. ever just
0: taking it for surface level yeah. but just like yeah. auditing and like figuring Never, it out for yourself once you stop
1: yeah. once you think you're the best guy there is that's yeah. when you put yourself in a box oh you know? yeah yeah so,
0: you want to you want to stay like hungry yeah right? you
1: know, I'll use a, I'll use a, a good buddy of mine when I met when I moved to Springfield and you know Patrick Poston yeah, yeah. my gosh my, shout out Pat yeah <laughs> Who <laughs> uh, just killed it at his uh his um uh, uh was it Raw Nationals I think he could yeah, in. So yeah. he killed it in that um but I'll use him as an example when I first you know I'm very athlete based I'm very athlete performance sports performance driven so when I watch Patrick you know powerlift mm-hmm. I have so many questions I'm like dude why are you doing it this way and that way and then, you know mm-hmm. he would set the time and tell me but you know it's its own way of doing it to be better at that way so yeah. you know don't think you know everything because there's somebody out there who does it you know it's obviously a different sport. But, but like I said, yeah. I was dumb. But it to could, could carry over, though. I mean, I knew yeah. basic forms of deadlift this and that, but like the little, you know, niches and stuff, the mm-hmm. grip and this and that, I was like, oh, my gosh. like you know, it's, So I was always trying right. to learn and don't think you know everything. Right. You know?
0: So, well, I think that's interesting, too, because there's, like, there's coaches that coach different systems than maybe mm-hmm. I would or yeah. run their team a different way than maybe I would suggest or perhaps they develop skills in a way yeah. that I wouldn't but me getting more insight as to why they choose exactly. to do that it's, it really might lead to something else for me yeah. you know what i mean yeah. um and um, it might be a little unlock yeah right? it's not,
1: not there's not a correct you know i usually everything works nothing works forever yes you know yeah so um that's why you know i'm like i don't believe in a certain way of deadlifting, a certain way of squatting a certain mm-hmm. way of that i mean it just makes it pretty you know after a while it's it's a one way of doing thing and doesn't add a lot of variation to your athlete. Now, obviously, if you're a power lifter, there's only one way to power lift, you know, that's the competition of it. Yeah. Um, but for an athlete, you know, we're gonna sumo deadlift, we're gonna conventional deadlift, we're gonna you know RDL, we're gonna do right. all. The, I'm trying to build versatile athletes there, and they need to be able to move all different ways from, and move exactly in all Which means ways, you so.
0: gotta know each of those things in depth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like inside and out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's yeah, always and that's a challenge. That's why
1: I'd always pick Patrick Brain. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. Hey, yo, like, you know, why you do it like this compared yeah. to like this? It and he help help you out. Why, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, always try to find knowledge. You know, content. Mm-hmm. And you know, like don't put yourself in a box, box and think you know everything, right.
0: you know. I know we talked about guiding players. Yeah. How much do you think it's on us to motivate them? How much do you think of that is intrinsic for the athlete versus extrinsic from you and I? Um to a point, obviously, um,
1: in the situation we run into mm-hmm. especially with youth athletes, is mom and dad want them to do it and sometimes they don't want to be there. You'll yep. get those, but yep. then you'll get your your players, you know, who are older, they're more mature, they understand the concepts. Yeah. And uh I hardly ever, rarely, have to say anything motivational to those guys. Yeah. Uh, those guys, um, they come in, they mm-hmm. want to get better, they want to work, and obviously we all have our bad days. We all have those days. Of course. Where it's like you wake up, like guys, I need a full pot of coffee today. And uh so there's some days like that. I'm like, hey, you know, I have to kind of mm-hmm. hone them. You know, I'm like, hey, listen, like hour focused and you go pass out dog you know and that's like in the in the grand scheme of things you know you're like they're, they understand they get right. after it and they crash right after you know mm-hmm. I've had someone fall asleep in the gym you know they they down exactly. I keep Hercules at the gym he's my dog and uh, they laid down with Hercules with petting them and they passed out for 20 minutes
0: but it was, exactly. that was their day they're working they, their work in, they <laughs> yeah. worked their butt
1: off and then boom like man if you, if you gotta fall asleep like that hey, you must have been tired anyways but yeah so
0: that's uh, and I think that's fair it kind of comes down to each each player each mm-hmm. athlete's a little different yep. right and I mean you mentioned sometimes the parents are more of the driving force yeah Um that really concerns me you know for obvious yeah. reasons right and so like it's always a fine line between the relationship comes first mm-hmm. and so I'm just grateful for being around the player to begin with mm-hmm. and to be a different person in their network yeah but I'm also grateful for the opportunity to work with parents Absolutely. right? I think it's I think it's a sin as a coach to look at parents as a problem. I, I know so many co- high school, and college coaches that just mm. complain about parents. Yeah, and I understand it to a degree because you know there's there's moments where we could probably complain about everybody yeah. ourselves oh, and, ourselves included, right? Like nobody's perfect. At the same time, though, it's like you know we're all in the athlete's life, like we're mm-hmm. all in a we're in a long circle long. around that we're athlete that's in the, that's in the center, exactly, right? And so like, right like myself competing with high school coaches makes. Zero sense. No. Why would a high school coach and I not try to work together if we're working with the same player? Why would myself and the parent not try to be on the same page? Tell
1: you why. Egos get in the way.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly Which is if we run it back to <clears throat> nobody's trying to take credit. No, I and mean, it shouldn't be a problem. You gotta, right. It, 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 you're, <laughs> you got
1: to you <laughs> know hone everything back. Run everything back to what what's the goal. Yeah. Make that guy the best guy you can be, or girl, whoever might, you know, whoever. Might be. That's the end goal is make the athlete the best athlete you can. So yeah. we're all on the same team.
0: Right. You know,
1: whether it be high school coach well, or Well, and then like you and
0: I have be. had life after competing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every player is going to have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The best players in basketball, like, rarely make it to 40. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. You know, most of them, yeah. early 30s is kind of the end of their career. Yeah. You know, let's say they are a healthy individual and makes it to 100. That's only like a third of their life. Yeah, you know, it's just, so it's like we don't want them to reach that last two thirds of their life and have no like sort of context sure. or ability to cope and mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure. manage as a human being. So it's like, how do we help them as an athlete? How do we help mm-hmm. them as a person? And I and I have to believe that like arguing over them and the best way to work with them is mm-hmm. probably not the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think for me, that's that's um, a challenge I embrace. Yeah. Is like every family dynamic is different. I never want to try to tell somebody how to parent because I don't want to be told how to parent. Oh, yeah, because you know, obviously, I don't know what's going on in your bedroom and in mm-hmm. inside the confines of your household yeah. or whatever. Every family is different, mm-hmm. but it's like when we step between the lines on the basketball court, like every one of those basketball courts in southwest Missouri has the same dimensions. Yeah, you know what I mean? Now we're all on an equal playing field. Yeah, we need to figure out how this player. Is going to fit in that environment with other players and coaches, sure. and how are they going to handle that space? You know what I mean. Same. And it's probably the same for you, right? Same
1: concepts that basketball. For every forty-five-pound plate weighs forty-five pounds. Exactly. The bar weighs forty-five. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. So. Yeah. Um, but it's basically the same thing, just transition differently. So.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everything weighs the same yeah. as far as the plates go, for sure. right? We have the same dimensions on a court. Yeah. What are we going to do with that? Right it's like this it's like the cliche like we all have the same amount of time in the day what are you going to do with it yeah. right which i think a lot of clichés are founded in truth mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously sure. yeah. right um Brett I appreciate you man I'm going to leave you, you to uh, it I know you got to get to yeah, the gym yeah. so do I So
1: but uh, thank you for having me it's been uh, it's been awesome um for anybody who's listening and curious what we do uh you can follow yeah. me on Instagram beta sports performance give us a follow on uh, or a like on Facebook um, any questions always can DM me ask me away I'm, I'm always giving out content for free man I'm not a guy I think I, right. I, I don't have the secret to the world I just want to help every athlete be better so. exactly
0: and honestly like for those listening to this they're obviously following me if they found this podcast yeah. hit me up if you need Brett's info because I'm always sharing that with players Appreciate for it. good reason Yeah. alright right, <laughs> man we'll leave it at that thanks man Again, thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to that episode. If you liked what you heard, the best thing you can do to support it is leave a rating and a review. Be honest with me, um, but leave it nonetheless. And then if you think somebody else would get some value out of it, share it with them. Thanks, and I hope you have a fantastic day.